She's April. And she's Molly. And we are the Book Besties. I hate Nicole Kidman. I think she's a terrible actress. That happened. Yeah, pussy power. I feel like you haven't had a chance to fully get your emotions out yet. What she was doing in this ending was trying to save her story. Maybe we don't get the kangaroos drunk. (laughs) How do you like my new colors? Yeah, I love it. So you are in your new space and your new house in Maryland. Yeah, it's a little echoey. It is a little um, echoey. I can hear it. Um, I got some of the padding up. I got fabrics coming in and yeah. I got to finish the room. But Well, we're kind of recording when you're not all the way moved in, no, but you are there. <laughs> there's boxes fucking everywhere. I'm yeah. Lie. yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. But it, um, we're settling. Yeah. Just painted our ro- finished painting our room. Yeah. Um, what color did this, you guys go with for your room? Um, it's called Lagoon. It's very peacocky. It's, you know, mm. it's not blue, but it's not turquoise. I'll send you pictures. It's beautiful. It's cool. Um, and I know you but, were going for like a Harry Potter vibe in this room. Yeah. I was hoping to do like the divination classroom, yeah. but this blue just kind of, as soon as I saw this blue against the rug I picked right here, I was like, nope, change of pace. Yeah. <laughs> Um, have you like looked at like enrolling the girls in school? Like, I mean, I know they're not starting until next year, but um, yeah, there's the a new, there's a flyaway the hair and it is just like, I don't know. I'm yeah. able to get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> Plucks the hair out of her head. Um, the new school is like less than five minutes away. Oh, that's awesome. So, and it's like middle school, high school combo. So oh, that's what mine there, is. Once yeah. they start there, they're never going to stop there until now. Will Liv be in middle school as well? Next year, yes. She'll start oh sixth my grade. Gosh. So she'll oh. actually be How? I, it was kind of a good selling point for us. I was like, look, you're gonna be new with everybody else. Everybody yeah. else is gonna be coming fresh into middle yeah. school. Nobody's gonna know what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. We just have to test them in. That's gonna be a whole thing this summer. I can feel it already. I think it'll be fine. Yeah. I I I mean, as a teacher. As an educator, I can tell you that most of what the standards that, which were already stupid standards, but those standards that were set, like everybody is behind that with the pandemic because Mm -hmm. the kids were in school for almost, you know, a year and a half or whatever. So that's the the biggest worry of mine since we've started homeschooling because of the pandemic has been, oh my God, did I screw this up for the girls? You did. And we're going to find that out. When they test the summer. You didn't. I would, I bet they're probably ahead. And you well, they just, were ahead before. Right. It's just, let's I don't know a lot about progress. Maryland's education system, so I can't really tell you I don't either. how it compares to Texas. DM yeah, us if you do, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know. Um, Virginia is a very test heavy state. I don't love it. Like, like they Texas? test. Well, more it's worse. Oh, geez, of all please. four of the states I've taught in, I think Virginia is the worst. I mean, these kids take Yikes. a test like every week, and they're not tests that the teachers are writing. I'm talking about like state mandated like check ins to make sure they're on the right path, and it's just kind of gross. It's really gross. It's That's not really how gross. 
that's, that's not how, how it should be. And that's that takes the joy learn. away from learning. Right, right. Absolutely. It takes the joy away from learning. Yeah, and, and I'm speaking not- of joy theft, this oh book gosh, this week. Yes. So this week we are talking about a book that is trending all over the place. Tell me why. And was recently Tell made into a Hulu series. It is called Nine Perfect, Stran- Nine Perfect Strangers by Leanne Morty. I, I don't get it. And, uh, oh, man. I don't get it. I hurt. From this book, I, I hurt. <laughs> My brain hurts. I know. So, uh, so we had put this on the list because, well, I mean, I picked it. It's but book. I also was like, I really want to read that. I know That's because great. oh, it's a Hulu series, and we had both Everybody's read talking about right, it, right? And we had both read her book, Big Little Lies, which was amazing, which we loved. So we thought, yes. sure, um, we should have just fucking did Big Little Lies, but anyway, again, right. <laughs> Anyway, all right. You want a synopsis of this piece I, of shit? I, I, I fucking guess so. <laughs> I fucking guess. All right, that's the that's the theme of this episode. I fucking guess so. I fucking guess. <laughs> all right. Uh, nine people enter Tranquillum House to start a ten day cleanse. Each person has a different reason for needing the cleanse, but none of them expect the cleanse to be the life changing experience promised on the website. Life-changing. Life-changing. For married couple Ben and Jessica, the cleanse is meant to offer marriage counseling. For romance author Francis, the cleanse is meant to distract from the mess her life has become. Uh, For Tony, it's meant to get him back in shape. Like, there are just a whole bunch of characters, and apparently I stopped writing about them in my synopsis, so I'm going to move on. Um, Tranquillum House... is owned and operated by Masha, a Russian immigrant who suffered a life-altering heart attack before leaving the corporate world for peace. She is joined by Yao, who was the uh, paramedic who saved her, and Delilah, who proceed to follow her blindly into the madness of Tranquillum House. What will happen with the large cast of characters begin as the large cast of characters begin their journey to wellness? First and foremost, the Australian audiobook narrator can call uh, her Marsha. Oh my god. Marsha. So I didn't know it was Masha until I read your notes. Well, she I said Masha. She said Masha, but the way that she was pronouncing it as an Australian. It like Marsha. I mean, we can talk about the audiobook in a little bit. I have that a little bit later in the notes. Um, but Just, I didn't know that was her name until right, I read your notes. Right. <laughs> is my point. Um, Something that I didn't even realize until the end of the book, Delilah is the PA, is Masha's PA when she's, like, dying of a heart attack. And then at the end, you realize, oh, fuck, it's that same person. I kind of wondered who this woman was. I mean, yeah. how she just departed. Yeah, I just figured she was, like, a health expert that had, like, come on board. I don't know. Anyway. We'll talk about her. I have feelings about her as well. I know you do. So I think we just need to start here. Neither one of us enjoyed this book. So, yeah. I blame Book Talk and Bookstagram. Fuck yeah, I do. And probably Hulu, too. Honestly, I didn't really know what it was and about. you know what? And uh, Melissa McCarthy. Exactly what I was going to say. Uh, I Melissa didn't actually McCarthy. know what it was this about. This is your fault too, woman. Yeah. I don't know how, but it's your fault. Well, I do know how. I didn't really know what this is about, but I saw Melissa McCarthy was in the adaptation, and, and I love her. Would, I love her, and she would never lead us astray. She never did. She fucking Bitch. Yeah, she's also. I just saw a preview for a new thing she's got coming out on Netflix that I'm like, that looks really terrible. 
I really, I have loved her since Gilmore Girls. I know. I, Suki was on my baby name list until Matt was like, what's that from? And I go, Gilmore Girls. And he goes, no. <laughs> I A few years ago, they did this like Facebook challenge of like three fictional characters that make, make you up. And Suki was one of the ones I picked for myself. Oh, she's. And she's of course, on my Leslie list. Nope, because come on. Yeah, she's on my list. Oh, for Suki, sure. Suki, the. the, the, the the amount of cluts and falls that yeah. woman has had yeah. doesn't rival my status yeah. of professional faller. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Um, okay, so I guess what's your biggest complaint about this book? There's no point to this book. Oh my gosh, I agree. Ugh. No point to this book. Mm-hmm. At any point, there is a book has to have a rise, a fall, mm-hmm. a climax, and a completion. There is none of that. Right. I mean, it's you just, can even have more than one. Like with *Kill a Mockingbird*, that book is considered multiclimactic because there's several. It is very different, much so. But this, oh gosh, it was bad. And there's bad. so many storylines to keep up with. Mm-hmm. By the time you're through a person's point of view in a chapter, mm-hmm. you're remembering their shit from like six chapters before, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh. I'm just remembering, and then you weren't paying attention to what they were saying because yeah. you were trying to remember what they were doing, talking about the last time. Yeah, and so like too much going on, too much going on. Yeah, and like she had a big character list that she kept track of with Big Little Lies, and I do feel like in this that book, worked. I do feel like in this book she still was clear about the voice. Like I knew who each character was when they were talking. Not no help to of the audiobook narrator though audiobook narrator made it fucking hard oh my gosh yeah um re 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 record with um anybody else literally anybody else anybody else um i read the Jeffrey physical Keta is my request but i will take what i can get <laughs> i read the physical book and listened to the audiobook so i was like kind of doing both because i was in a hurry to get the book yeah. finished in time for us to film um, because spoiler alert, everybody, I was behind, um, <laughs> which is not the case normally. <laughs> well, I, I also had like a week's worth of driving to listen to yeah. books. So. Well, I went from having a concussion to mm-hmm. having, um, a kidney stone to having a tooth extract extraction. Oh yeah. So like, really I was like really <laughs> on a lot of drugs for like months, <laughs> like well, and you were higher than a motherfucker. <laughs> And of course, it's the busy season at school too. That doesn't help. Season at school, yeah, it is. Um, My biggest complaint about this book—I agree with you—there didn't really seem to be a plot. Um, So the big secret in this book is that like Masha and Yao and Delilah are basically drugging everyone, and that's like the wellness journey. Um, They're being—I thought they were like—I thought they were like using them as lab rats. I knew they were doing something. I kind of thought it was drugging them. I really was hoping it was like this Truman Show type thing. Mm-hmm. When they first started talking about the TV screens in her office and how she's watching everybody and hear everything, mm-hmm. I thought it was more like Truman Show-ish, mm-hmm. right? And like, I, I was just... I, I kind of thought it was drugging and I wasn't really surprised that that's what she was doing. Um, I kind of thought it was going to turn more horror-esque based on the fact that like the masseuse was like, don't do anything that you don't feel comfortable with. Right. And, like, that was so ominous. But, like, the book that is not good. That was such a disappointment 
That was such a disappointment, right? Because she's yeah. like, don't do anything you're not comfortable with. Oh, shit. That's and she work. meant... And then nothing fucking And happened. then at the end, we find out she just meant, like, don't bend ways that make you hurt, which is just stupid. But, like, I feel like she tried so hard to build this story up. And then, like, I mean, obviously, anytime Masha was on... Like, whenever it was her chapter, she's an unreliable narrator. We get so, right. like, limited amount of her story. Right. And then is it, like... That one was batshit crazy. She's really crazy. So, it, like, builds. And so, like, then we get, okay, mm-hmm. really, she has PTSD, most likely. Right. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I just... Might be schizophrenic a little bit. Huh? Might be slightly schizophrenic. I don't know what she is. She needed, needed therapy. Um, and not... The kind that comes from drugs. Well, I mean, I guess sometimes therapy includes drugs, but not the kind that yeah. she needed. She needed to no. talk to somebody because she was crazy. She needed a grown up. Um, and she needed to not be surrounded by people who just like followed her blindly. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Yeah. So, I mean, I agree. I just feel like the story wasn't there. It was just not a good book. Um, so, all right. Number two, question number two. Uh, Masha has a near-death experience which changes her entire outlook on life. She claims that um, that dying and reviving is what started her on her wellness journey. We learn later her life is more complicated than that. So my question right. for you is, is she a liar, a lunatic, or misguided? Yes. Mm. Um, she is a liar because mm-hmm. she's not telling the people that are coming to her for help for the truth about what her treatment plan is. She's a lunatic because obviously she's lost her damn mind. She trapped people in a basement and pretended to set their building up yeah, on fire around what them. The fuck. Um, what was it? Liar, lunatic, and misguided. Misguided. Homegirl's been dosing herself with drugs. I don't so think, but she, she wasn't taking them because she knew it at was. At the end, she was. At the end, she was microdosing herself. That's when oh, she got yeah. the idea to burn the shit down. So yeah, you're she's right. misguided. She, she was a... listening to drug inhibited self. Yeah. To like, so she's all the things. Yeah. Homegirl needs to be in a padded room. I don't know how she got out of jail so fast. Yeah. When I was actually writing this question, um, so there is this like Christian theory. Um, okay. And the the question is jesus or the hypothesis is that jesus was either a liar a lunatic or lord and so initially when i wrote this question it did say liar lunatic or lord because I mean, they kind of worship masha they right. uh, especially like carmel she is absolutely convinced yeah it's yeah. like is a thousand percent in yeah they, there's nothing she can do wrong she's gonna save everybody um i think it is really like horrific that you would drug people without their knowledge like that is awful consent Consent. right and people do microdose like that is like actually some there are i I don't think that that is a doctor though like california is doing in for trauma they're doing microdosing of mushrooms oh really which like small mini microdose right Uh, it's supposed to because of the extreme counter it's in cases where they have extreme mood swings. Yeah. Right? And they have high highs and low lows. And the microdose of the hallucinogenic mushroom is supposed to balance it out. Well, I did know they were doing it in other countries. And I don't really know what the laws are in Australia, um, which is where this book takes place. I'll uh, put a link to what I'm talking about. Okay. In yeah. notes, too. But, um, like, they really, like, Carmel and Yao really worship her. Yeah. Carmel yeah. is there because. Well, Carmel also th- 
think she's intuitive and all-knowing. It's just she was watching you on the fucking monitors, Carmel. I think Carmel's a bit crazy. Like, she's gone completely off the rails. So when Masha talks about, like, the the checklist, the health survey mm-hmm. they fill out, yeah. why they're there, uh, um, Carmel has checked everything. And she doesn't know what's wrong with her. And Masha has is criticizing her because she's like a like a little baby, like you know, like she doesn't know who she is, and I can help and I can save her. Whereas Frances did not put weight loss down as one of the things she wanted to accomplish, and Masha was like, "That must have been a mistake." She just Frances is in her fifties. She don't care about her body, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she is, I think she's crazy. Um, crazy. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I just don't know how she convinced Yao, who sounds of sound mind, to go along with all of this. Because that's he, what. Because he wants that V? Yeah. Yeah. Pussy power. Mm hmm. 100%. The only thing that. that she still had over. <laughs> what'd you say? And Tom's going to clip that. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, the only thing that she still had held over him was that she hadn't fucked him yet. That was the and only thing. She, she was she leading him on, like, him. yeah. Right. Then she did. Yeah, she drugged him to like, uh, basically knocked him out. So but, like, she had to practically kill him for him to be like, oh, okay. Oh I yeah, hate this woman. Right, right. He was crazy. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. We don't know what his life was like before. We know that like he had um, a relationship fall apart. Like he was engaged and like that fell apart and probably saving her life was transformative for him because he was a new paramedic when he met Masha and like when she was dying. Um, But like really the thing that he wanted was he wanted, he wanted, he wanted to be her partner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He wanted to be with her. He wanted. Yeah. And that's not all of her. And and she held that over him. She knew that she had that power. Facts. Oh, she did. Mm -hmm. She's, she may be crazy, but she's lucid. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. Um, do you did you have a character that you liked in this book? Like that you liked most? I liked the romance writer. Me too, Francis. Uh, Francis. I also yeah. saw a lot of myself in her, but I thought she was our main character, being that she was the first voice in the first story so, we hear. So I so feel I like, was really disappointed when we weren't just following her story. I feel like oh gosh, Molly, you are so right. I feel like she is the main character. Like I think you could have built this entire story oh, around. It all could have been through from her, her point of view with small nips from other people. Yeah, you could have still have you could have still kept the story third person omniscient, which is what this is. Yeah. It's third person, know everything. You could have kept that and still had the story without all of the changing of people. Because yes. at the end of the day, she experienced almost all of the things with them. Like, there were just a few vignettes that she wasn't part of. Like, we wouldn't have gotten Masha's side of it, I no. guess. But uh, I, I don't think we needed it. Well, I mean, I we, guess we kind of did because the point was that Masha was batshit crazy. And the, what but we learned her. that from the fire. Yeah, but we got her motivation. Right. Um, but I think Frances is ideally the main character, and I liked her a lot. Should have been, she should have stayed the main character. She's uh, who Melissa McCarthy plays in the Hulu series. Yeah. Um which is, is not how I pictured her looking at all. Um, no. But um, I pictured older. Um, older, for sure. Like, uh, the actress's mind's coming to me. 
Like, they talk about Bonnie. her being blonde, and I don't think she was, like, as heavy as Melissa McCarthy. Bonnie Hunt. I have no like, idea who that is. Bonnie Hunt? Oh, Bonnie uh, Hunt, yes. She's, like, the mom in all the Disney movies. Yes. Yeah. Bonnie Hunt, like, but Australian. Right? I, th- I could get Hunt on board with Australian. an Australian Bonnie Hunt. That's that's what I was seeing. I could get on board with that. Yeah. Um, I, I liked her the most too. I also liked uh, the daughter. And now her name. Wait a minute. I'm Zoe. Gonna... Zoe. I like Zoe. I like. I like. And I really went Zoe and uh, damn it, what was her name? The writer Francis. Francis had that moment in the yeah. during the silent, and they were talking about the just life and mm-hmm. getting to know each other. I really liked their bonding, and I really wanted more of their bonding in that book. Yeah. And we got almost none of it. Right. I feel like in that moment, Frances was a better mom to her than her actual mom was to her. Her mom. Fuck her mom. But uh, her mom was dealing with her own trauma. She was grieving. Um, but that child had to change her birth date so it wasn't so traumatic for her mother. Yeah. That is yeah. not a thing a child should have to do. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay, sorry. That's okay. I, I derailed the question. No, she. we're talking about the characters. We're good. Yeah. Um, but also Heather, which is Zoe's mom, um, I don't know that she said, Zoe, you have to change your birth date. Like, she didn't have that conversation, but she was living with guilt because the reason that right. her brother died. Which um, all three Zach of them died. blamed themselves, which right. is wild. Right. Well, it's not surprising. I think that's right. the natural reaction when somebody dies, especially someone dying young. True. True. Um, I thought it was weird that they went on a health retreat together. Right. Like. That bell was not for me. This is Molly. No, I was fucking around. Yeah, I'm trying to get my mouse and I keep grabbing the bell because. The bell is not a mouse. (laughs) They're the same size. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, I I, I thought it was weird that they decided to go on a health retreat together. It just. it just felt unnecessary. And the health resort that they were going to, Tranquillum House was for, like, rich people, and they were not rich people. Yeah. No, like, he's a teacher, mm-hmm. and she's a midwife. Right. Where are they getting this money? And Zoe's in college, so. Right. Like. Right. Yeah. They said, I think Heather Midwife said, to the rich? I, I think, don't know. I think Heather said something about his dad's inheritance. Oh, that's right. So, there was some sort of inheritance that they used. But that, to me, no. No. It's just muddy. I don't think you go... If you're grieving your son who died three years ago, you don't go anywhere with your family at that time. Like, how is a health resort going to help you? I don't know. And I this think, one certainly didn't. No, it definitely... It, you know, you would think a situation like that would bond them, mm-hmm. but it honestly just pulled them further apart. Well... It's interesting that you bring that up because um, I wanted to talk about which character we like the least, but I think I'm going to jump a question because I think we're on that path. Um, So like at the end of this story, she really tries to like wrap up everything that this was a bonding experience. (laughs) Didn't even let me finish the question. No. (laughs) Didn't even let me finish the question. Fuck that ending. (laughs) We beg for this from authors. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. We beg for this from authors. Yeah. Like, look at Fangirl, for example. Yeah. We would love to know how that story continues on. Yeah. We would love to know where those characters are. Right. What she was doing in this ending 
was trying to save her story. <laughs> and I and there wasn't a story to save. Like the story there wasn't was bad. anything to save. And and I'm sorry, but is- like I'm sorry, but it's unrealistic to me. Like no. I understand that she's going for like a whole they were like trauma bonded thing, but like it is. But there was so- no trauma bonding at the resort. How are they just magically going to be? No, no, no. They, two years they, later? they did trauma bond at the resort. Resort. What she what she had them do was they remember they all stayed the night. Oh, that stupid meal and yeah, they all had a meal together and like stayed the night again. Fuck that. If if this happened to me, is that your bullshit is- flag? This is a bullshit flag. <laughs> if I am the person, if I am any of those people, I am out of here. Fuck this shit. I'm going to sue her and get all my money back. I'm going to be at her trial and making sure she gets oh punished. Like, no. Oh my God. This was no, supposed to be a relaxing shit. retreat. Fuck this shit. There was literally just, a lawyer among them. And, you know, at the end of the audiobook, it reads, like, the author's notes. And she talks about, in the author's notes, about how she's thankful for her editors for cropping this down to the perfection or something of that, like, to... I didn't read the author's note, but this is a bullshit book. I, 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 I'm sorry. You're, you're grateful for this story as Mm-mm. the editors got it, too? Mm-mm. You need new editors. Someone's not going to lie to you. Somebody is lying to you. I feel like this review of this book is one we maybe shouldn't tag her in any of the things. I mean, <laughs> she's got to understand that not everybody's going to love her work. Well, I mean, I really liked Big Little Lies. and she, I love her writing She style. did a great job balancing a large cast of characters in Big oh, Little Lies. I, and you know what? She did a great job and balancing them in this. And I was going to say that. Write this, but... It just doesn't make sense. None of she, it fucking works. None of it works. <laughs> she I'm balanced the characters, but she lacked a story. It, it, it absorbed my whole car. I needed it. a I, whole... I, needed like, I really be. didn't like this book, and it was already kind of lengthy, but I needed about 100 more pages to actually make that ending make sense. Or it needed to be cut down. Take out what the, the kids that won the fucking... Take out the kids that won um, the lottery. The lottery. Their storyline's not important. The yeah. lawyer, bye. His storyline's not important. The footballer, bye. Not important. Give us three main storylines. Marsha's, the family with the trauma, and the writer. Those three right well, there, and you would have a better storyline. Then you wouldn't have Francis finding the true love of her life, which... <laughs> bullshit. She doesn't need it. Bullshit. Um, I, the married couple ends up not having a happy ending because, um, what were their names? Uh, Ben and Jessica, uh, they get divorced. Jessica. Jessica. Yeah. Yeah. They get divorced. divorced, but Ben ends up getting remarried. And who does he remarry? He's a twat. Why would she want to marry him? I don't but think Zoe, Zoe and Ben get married. Zoe and Ben get married. over their sibling trauma because Ben's sister died. Yeah. And then they named Baby after her dead brother. Right. It was kind of, that was kind of cute in my opinion that they named the boy after Zach. It is cliche. I know. was such a trauma that you had to move your birthday. Why would you fucking name your kid after it? Well, she healed. <laughs> Molly's waving, the, the, Molly's waving the bullshit flag again. <laughs> okay. I thought, it, I, thought, I thought Ben was not... I did not get the impression that Ben was a douchebag. What I got the impression of is that Ben wanted his wife to be his wife. And his wife wanted to fit in with rich people and Instagram. Uh, see, 
So, okay, I saw this, that relationship differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, I wasn't a fan of Jessica. I wasn't. Or Ben. I didn't like, they're my least favorite characters in this book. Yeah, actually. I would agree with that. Um, Jessica was having body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. Okay? And being that they had money, she was using that money to correct her body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. He's being, while he, yes, he is allowed to have his feelings about her having plastic surgery. He needed to love her as who she was. But he did love her as who she was. No, no, she no, didn't love her herself for who right. she was. But what what my beef is, is if my partner is struggling with who they are in their identity, and if it makes them feel better to do these things, I'm going to support them in that. And not bitch and complain about how they used to look and not and about how I was attracted to them. If Attraction in a relationship goes more than skin deep. Mm-hmm. She is still that same girl on the inside. I don't you, think she was. You sitting there complaining about her plastic surgery is glossing over who she was on the inside. I don't think she was the same person anymore. I think she was. And I don't I even know she that just, she was likable before. She was pretty awful about like the things that she had to say about his sister and stuff were pretty awful. That's from someone that didn't ever deal with it. She didn't understand. Yeah. How could she? She didn't have. But you're uh, telling. But you're making the argument. But you're making the argument that he should have been supportive of who she was. But he was not. She was not supportive of who he was. They were a terrible match. I wasn't saying they weren't a terrible match. They were. I still don't believe him and Zoe though. That's no. I don't either. He was. You know who he should have ended up with? His car. That's who he should have ended up with. Well, Delilah stole his car. <laughs> that girl. I have a lot of feelings about Delilah. I disagree with you that we don't need Tony um, and the lawyer. I cannot think of the lawyer's name. But I feel like having a, an attorney there kind of made it important because. Right. But his whole storyline about how his dad left and now his partner wants to have a baby and he doesn't want a baby because his dad left is such a fucking cliche. Oh it my is. God. I don't Abandoned per human doesn't want to be a parent because he'll be abandoned. Right. And he spends his days suing, being on the side of women who. Which I was, loved that. that was kind of I funny. loved that. He's um, getting vengeance. He's getting. He's re-getting vengeance every day on his dad. Yeah. I love that amount of spite. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Michael from the love quotient, or the kiss quotient, excuse me. Like, he was a gigolo yes. because his dad would have hated that he was using So cliche, but it's adorable. It's adorable. Um, I For Tony, I found it really hard to believe that he was a former professional football player. Like, that to me, no. Well, and no. based off the way they describe him in the book, and then what they used for the actor to play him on the show, mm-hmm. it just, someone's signals got crossed. Yeah. Something, like, none of it makes sense. Yeah. I agree. Um, so, was there a character, well, did you have anything else you wanted to say about the end? Um, I feel like you haven't had a chance to fully get your emotions out yet. 
No, we can move on because I'll just rant. And okay. we don't need me ranting for 20 minutes about how fucking awful that ending was and why it was useless and not necessary and it was her trying to save the book. Okay, we, I'm done. And in the end, I, <laughs> I have two things more that I forgot. In the end, we find out that Delilah was Masha's PA, which I already mentioned earlier. Right. Um, Delilah would have been a great book all by herself. That girl's a grifter. She and, appears to be pretty shifty. And I think that would be the amazing book. Just follow Delilah's storyline. How did she get Mosh, convince Mosh to hire her? How did she convince Mosh to bring her along in this when she had no healthcare yeah. experience? She knew how to, she stole a damn Lambo and got on a plane before anything happened. Where did she get the money for all this? Probably stuff she stole from Mosh. It's just. I, I have a feeling that the reason that Masha took her was because she didn't have she any medical shifty. experience. Oh, yeah. Um, well, and she's shifty. She knew how to get on the black market and get them drugs pretty goddamn quickly. Yeah, true. Um, was there... Well, okay, so the other thing is, so we find out in the story about Masha that uh, kind of what triggered all of her trauma is that she has a son um, yeah. who dies. Um, yeah. He... I mean, it's horrible what happened to him. Yes, he it he is was uh, like a year, maybe not quite a year, and he was two? in his room. Her son. He was like a yeah, year, almost two, two, almost two, two. Is that what it was? Yeah. Um, and he was in the um, he was in his bedroom, and she heard him calling for her, but she was kind of busy, and so she said, "You know, one moment." And when she came into his room, he had been calling for her because he had wrapped the blinds. The cords from the blinds around his neck, and he was dead. And after every time he went to move, he struggled. It just tightened it. Right. He hung himself, essentially. Yeah. And this is something that happens. Um, Very common, actually. Yeah. yeah. I actually, um, our blinds in the kids' room, well, here they don't have any, because I was just like, we're just getting rid of these. But when James was a baby in Ohio, the blinds were pulled all the way up, and the cord was wrapped around the blinds. Yeah. So, like, there was absolutely no, no way. No way. Yeah, I, I was terrified yeah. of it. And I was also very terrified of, like, a bookcase falling on them or a dresser That's, or things. That was always one of my biggest fears. So, like, everything in this house is, like, affixed to, to the, the wall. wall. <laughs> I'm terrified of it. Oh, I know. I and my boys are climbers. Look, that was Livia. She would, like, climb the hanging shelves. Yeah. Like, the ones you mount on the wall. Right. Scared the shit out of me. I don't Yeah. Sam wasn't even a year old and he climbed up the like oven. Fuck. Yeah, he stepped on like, you know, the drawer underneath. Yeah. He stepped on that and then like pulled himself up on the oven door. Now I was right there when he did it and I was cooking, but I was right there when he did it and I took a picture of it because, you know, it's funny. And then I pulled him off and was like, buddy, this is not safe. But he wasn't even (laughs) a year old. He was already like climbing things so so we know that the baby died and we know that like um after that point her marriage sort of fell apart Mm -hmm. because she didn't really want to be married anymore she had a lot of guilt but what we don't know until the very end was that when the baby died she was actually pregnant and had a second son a few months later um and instead of uh like trying to be a mother to that she decided those are words i'm not a mother yeah. I'm not a mother. Yeah, she says, I'm, I think she told, told him I'm not his mother or something like that. Right. Right. And so we find out, like, the reason that he has been, that her ex-husband has been texting her and emailing her, like, the whole book is because mm-hmm. he was trying to tell her that she is now a grandmother. 
And, you know, and I think that was a way for her to punish herself. Mm-hmm. She blamed, I mean, she, uh, she was punishing herself. If she couldn't keep one baby alive, why does she deserve the second? Yeah. And, and I think that was the start of the insanity. She needed therapy. Uh, she still needs therapy. Well, yeah, but she needed therapy to deal with it because, you know, like you lose a child. Like that's awful. That's yeah, horrible. Awful. Heartbreaking. And she felt guilty about it because if she would have gone in his room sooner. Right. You know? Right. It's just. Ugh. So, uh, so yeah. So we learned those things. Doesn't mean she gets to be crazy. Doesn't mean she gets to be crazy. Doesn't mean you get to be crazy. No. I mean, you can be crazy, but you got to deal with your crazy. You can't right. decide you're going to drug people. Like that's, right. that's not how this works. While you're taking drugs. <laughs> um, well, I actually think you're right that she took drugs at the end and Yao was mad at her for that because it's bad for right. her heart. So she hadn't been taking them previously. But she just had started. She used Yao and Delilah sense. as guinea pigs for the microdosing before they yeah. used it on the people. Um, okay, so was there a character that you liked the least in this book? I don't know. For me, it's I probably guess Masha. Yeah. Masha. It's Masha. Yeah. She's just, but you know who, she's evil. But you know who the other one is for me? Carmel. Because to me, she was just so like, oh, I don't know. She's full of cliches and she's a sad, she's sad. Well, I feel like I, and I don't I mean putting, that she's sad, like emotionally. She's like a sad person. Like if I were to meet her, I would be like, wow, this person needs help. This is a well, sad I, I feel like I can understand her. She made her life, her husband and her kids. Mm-hmm. She, which, that was her whole personality. Which, by the way, her getting left for a younger, that's very cliche. She made it her whole personality. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when he left because she, he wasn't attracted to her anymore, it, Stupid. it, it took away a piece of her. Mm-hmm. And I think she doesn't know who she is. And, but following, and I can understand that. I, I feel like at times I've lost chunks of myself over yeah. the years. Yeah. Becoming a mom and like being married. It happened. Yeah. Uh, I can, I can see where. But don't you agree that that's a really cliche plot? Well, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. And her just instantly believing in like Mosh, Masha right away. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. That woman needs to be. This woman is not going to save you from your life. No. If you're going to a health resort. It's ketosis, right? I'm going through ketosis. I'm losing weight right now, aren't I? Oh my gosh. Gosh, sad thing. Yes. Um, like she's pathetic. She is a pathetic character. Yeah. If you're going to a health, uh, like a a wellness retreat because you want to feel better, because maybe you want to reignite things in your life, like be on a weight loss journey and things like that. Great. But it's not going to be this saving grace moment. No. It's not going to be that. No. but and I mean, it shouldn't be. It can start I mean, the author things. felt that way, too. She had heard from her friends how miraculous this place was, and yeah, she thought she it was going to be like, transformative, too. Yeah. I don't know. Um, all right. So I want to talk about the audiobook. Okay. So you read the audiobook exclusively, and yes. I read the audiobook and the physical book uh, simultaneously. Like, I would read mm-hmm. the audiobook in the shower and read the physical book when I wasn't. Um, or in the car. So that your life is just shower and, and not shower now? Shower and not shower, pretty much. Yeah. Like, right. not my whole I, life, my reading part of my life. 
it's like shower, shower not shower not shower um yeah, okay. and you have like, the audiobook so what are your thoughts there is no distinct voices in this audio oh, that was bad i and think I, she I, might be the worst narrator i've ever heard and i don't know i need to hear more i need more context no but there is bad. just it's just there is no distinct voices each chapter rolls on to each other and the chapters don't line up right the chapters even in the audiobook like it says number 38 and you're actually not on 38 you're three chapters behind on it oh so really the text not even lined up i wonder if that was just the version you had because i was using the version from libby not sponsored and um i didn't have that problem because i was able oh, to no. find my hashtag not sponsored it is three four chapters ahead then hmm. and i think it's just like the intro you know that oh, I, it's I, gotta be the version you had because i was able to find my spot easily by twi- switching nope. back between the two of them no nope. this this narrator like part of me <laughs> you're gonna find this funny part of me <laughs> while i was listening to it had to go do i just not like australian accents do i not no, like because that's not the case because i grew up watching crocodile Dundee but that isn't that the means. case it really just is that this person was not a good jackman fucking obsessed with that man no how can it you is not this be audio jackman Hugh Jackman, but he's so talented, mm-hmm. so damn talented. Yeah. No, she's her voice. There's no inflection. It, 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 there's sometimes she uses excitement, sometimes she doesn't. But she doesn't try to change her tone at all when she goes from right. male to female. Like no. there's no, there's no distinct. You no. cannot understand oh the gosh. separation of characters in this book. No, it was bad. It was it's very really, bad. really bad. Um, I would have quit this book. I, I wanted to when I, I was to. when I was well, reading it. I was just like, well, like the first chapter of the book. I think I texted you and said, I hope the rest of this book is this good because it was really great. Right. And then after that, I was like, well, never mind. Shit. Disappointing. This is bullshit. So disappointing. This is bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Um. <laughs> I'll wave the flag for you. <laughs> you know, Katie does that too, right? Bullshit bullshit mm-hmm. I have no idea. Uh-huh. That's funny. <laughs> I swear you and Katie need to meet in real person, like in real life. IRL for yeah. sure. That's crazy. For sure. All right. So did you watch the Hulu series? No. After you told me not to, I didn't. <laughs> I watched an episode and a half and was like, no, I'm good. I quit. I love Melissa McCarthy. And that cast looks amazing. I don't know for sure, but I think Nicole Kidman, either they CGI'd her to look skinnier or she lost weight for it. She looked unhealthily skinny. Like, she looked like a skeleton. Um, She looked like that. Did you watch the Lucille Ball movie uh, show she did on Hulu? Hmm. I know Hulu. um, Amazon? No, I didn't. She looked unhealthily skinny there, too. I actually have a controversial opinion. Uh Uh-huh. I hate Nicole Kidman. I think she's a terrible actress. I don't know how she ever got famous. And she's not my I, favorite. Like the only movie no, I, I really, I the her. only movie I've ever really liked her in was Moulin Rouge. Nope, hated her in that. What? I don't like her singing voice. I don't like. It made me hate the whole movie, and okay. I love. Well, her. you know what, Molly? Uh, we're gonna say the thing that I like to say to you every episode, which, which is, you know what, Molly? Fuck you, because <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, "Well, our friendship had a good run." <laughs> nice to know it you. Did. It did. We had a f- we had a good run. We've been friends since two thousand nine. We've been doing this podcast for a year. It's over. Nope. Um, Moulin Rouge is would- wonderful. 
the parts where Nicole Kidman's son, and yes. Molly, she's I hate in her singing. almost the entire movie. <laughs> I hate her singing. Oh my gosh. John Leguizamo is in it, and I love John Leguizamo, and he is one of my favorite actors, and she made me hate him in that oh, movie. This, this conversation has got to end, or I'm going to, like, throw things. <laughs> Do you want to throw a pansy pot? <laughs> yeah, I want to throw a petunia. Petunia. Yeah. I, 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 I know it's a controversial opinion, but I, I can't I mean, stand she's her. not my favorite, but I love that movie, no. but uh, I didn't no. think she was there's, bad in You're Big telling me there's no actresses you, like, loathe? Oh, yeah. You're like, every time it's, yeah, see? Yeah, I just loathe her. I yeah. can't understand it. And Nicole Kidman isn't one of them, but yeah, I, I definitely Nicole have. Nicole Kidman isn't. Yeah. I'm sure there are people out there. Back me up, people. Someone. Help me out here. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so, well, that happened. Um, <laughs> don't know what to do with it um so i watched an episode and a half of the hulu series and in that episode the start of it like when they're doing like the title sequence Mm -hmm. um it's obvious that they're being drugged because it's like a kaleidoscope of like colors and it's like all new agey and whatever um and then they made tony be an alcoholic and a drug addict the stuff that he had hidden in his luggage was not candy and like beer and it was uh, well, like that's bottles of tiny bottles of vodka and Vicodin, and that's disappointing. It's really disappointing. Like the changes that they I liked made. His character, I did too. The changes that they oh, and also the guy that played the teacher dad looked nothing like what the teacher dad should have looked like. Like that was the wrong cast. Um, but like also Jessica wasn't the right cast either. You needed to find somebody that looked more artificial, like plastic. Yeah, like Kim Kardashian. Um. Oh, don't even get me started on that whole Met Gala thing. I, I'm I don't know what you're talking about. She are you talking about Rose, Marilyn Marilyn Monroe's Rose dress? dress? Yeah. Historically, it's upsetting. Yeah. Like that dress was designed draped for Marilyn's body. I still body. don't understand why the Kardashians are are famous, and I've literally like, never seen a single episode of their show because they're just so irritating. Kim Kardashian went on a three week crash diet so she could fit into it, and then she still couldn't fit into it. So they had like, to alter it. No, what they did was she wore, like, that damn, uh, she wore, like, a fur around the booty so they couldn't see where it would zip up. But that dress is is historical. It it should have never, it was designed for Marilyn's body specifically. Right. Yeah. Um, Well, so anyway, um, I, I didn't like the Hulu series. They they changed things like you always know an adaptation is going to change things. And I, I was actually hoping that the things they changed made the story better. Um, Cause like, like the, one of the things we talked about at the beginning of this month with, with uh, maybe for you was that I actually, it was the edits needed. Yeah. 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 And I was hoping for that, but I only made it an episode and a half in before I was like, no, I can't. Not this this is really bad. This is really bad. Um, so I think you had a few questions. Um, did you um, want to ask any of yours? Because those were all of my questions. I, okay, so one of my things, it's not really a question. Um, Heather's anger uh-huh. throughout this book. Yeah. I understand she lost her son, mm-hmm. but there is something deeper there, and it read deeper, mm-hmm. and we never got a resolution on that. Yeah. That girl had anger. That woman had anger well past the mer- the death of her son. Yeah. Right? Well, it seems like what the resolution was was that she finally had sex again with her husband. Okay. 
I, I mean, I, I guess being celibate would make someone angry, but to the point where she was <laughs> contemplating murder, I doubt it. Yes, um, yes, because at the beginning of the story, she does talk about, like, well, I mean, anger is one of the, you know, stages right, of grief, was, but, like, she literally talks about wanting to snap and murder somebody. Like, it's pretty... Right, or, or, like, she was talking about intrusive thoughts, about running off the cliff at one yeah, point, right? Yeah. Like, it, it... The amount of violence that woman was going on her internal monologue had had sure maybe the death of her son kicked it off Mm -hmm. but there was something deeper there but see that it should have been written in this is another argument for it would have been better just to tell the story of one person right because the because leanne morris did not not do a good job explaining all the people like she didn't do a good job getting to all the people that's not why this episode is not about us talking about the storyline we're not talking about what we thought right. of what happened that day at that lodge or at that spa. We are talking about the characters, how they're incomplete. We're talking about mm-hmm. how we couldn't follow the storyline. We were talking about the changes and it's just, she did not get her point across. In this I book. wonder if there's a reason that she chose the number nine, because if she would have made it five perfect strangers, I, I think she could have maybe managed it a little bit better. Seven perfect strangers. Huh? Like seven perfect strangers. Yeah, like like it, she just it, needed you had a question that says could you kill an emu i don't know what that is okay so there's a thing in the audiobook talking about i can't remember what it was now it's could you kill an emu right and that was oh, like an emu not an emu okay so yeah. like an actual like the bird like an emu but I, okay. I have a note from it in the audiobook but i can't remember what it was from so obviously it wasn't that important for it to hold in my brain well, I don't know that I could kill an emu. Do you know how mean those fuckers are? I don't either. But they like, are very mean. I'm asking you because I know they are very right. mean. Well, they lost. Australia's lost wars against the emus. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I know you're not, but I always think like Australia's for tough people, but it's not. You know, I thought it was really no, they weird. are tough, but they lost like people and like they just end up giving up the planes. You know what I, I will put the. I, I will put the the, the emu war story in the notes because you guys have to read this. That's crazy. It, it's just ridiculous. I didn't realize that like kangaroos in Australia were just sort of like squirrels yeah. or deer because she was talking about Francis talks about how she was hoping that like a wild or a kangaroo didn't like run into her car and I had I had to like stop reading and go hey Tom. Do kangaroos run into cars like deer do to like our cars in the United States? He was like, yeah. And I was like, but they're kangaroos. He's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but to me, I, when I picture kangaroos, I don't picture them like near civilization. Right. But no, they're just fucking everywhere. If I got on, I somehow I've stumbled onto Australian TikTok. It started with a, All right. um, it started with a, um, Farmer, she raises camels in Australia, the ones that are from the Sahara Desert. She raises them. They grow wild. She sells them back to the Saudis. And anyways, so starting with her, I know. And anyways, so she, it went from her to, it went from her to bars in Australia these bars, these freaking kangaroos will just come in. 
They'll pour a, a lager for them in a freaking bowl. They'll drink it and they'll hop on out. Maybe we don't get the kangaroos drunk. <laughs> like maybe, maybe that maybe that's how you lose a war to emus when you get your animals drunk. Like maybe, right. Maybe we just need to reconsider some things, Australia. Um, it's just, just oh, and uh, the Hulu series is not set in Australia, by the way. What? No, I think it's in California. Maybe. I'm telling it you. being in the outback is just kind of the whole point of this book, I feel like. Yeah. Well, they did that with Big Little Lies, too. I know. They made that American. But that adaptation was perfect. <laughs> I don't agree. You know what I didn't like about that adaptation? The fact that they made, I can't think of the character's name, but Reese Witherspoon's character cheat on her husband. Like, that yes! was completely... That was so off-character for the book. So not that character. Okay, we will talk about Big Little Lies in season four. How about that? Yeah, I think we should put it on the list. Maybe we can give yeah. uh, Leanne Morty some redeeming notes, because that one was, so. wasn't This book is bad. terrible. Uh, um, all right, anything else? I... Did you see a point to this book? No, fucking No. No. Okay. It's not just me. No, it was bad. And you know, Molly, it's not just us because we, in our book club that we run, right. there have been a few people that have read this and have said, like, right. I, w- I can't wait to hear this episode because, like, I didn't like it either. Like, it, this it, is it, the same thing as Addie LaRue. I think all these people are just lying to us. It's, Addie LaRue. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the, uh, the, the, what is Listen it? Listen to your book Emperor's New Clothes. You guys need to get your shit together. Or we're done with you. Yeah. It's the Emperor's New Clothes effect. Nobody wants to be on the outside. So they just all say they like it. But it's terrible. 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 Exactly. All right. So next week. Next week we are going to talk about this book called called Opposite of Always. Which is adorable. By Justin A. Reynolds. Um, Justin A. Reynolds. Opposite of Always. This is a YA romance story. Um, and Molly has finished it, but April is still behind, and I have about two hours left to go in the audiobook. Mm-hmm. I may just read the rest of it because I want to see the format, but that's not relevant right now. But I'd um, like to see the format. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got the physical book, so. Um, but I, I wanted know. to read this one because it was in it's in the library that I work in, mm-hmm. um, and I picked it up at the bookstore. I liked the title. I stuck it on the pod. Um, and so that'll be next week's. And we'll wrap out the month with Cersei by Madeline Miller. Madeline uh, Miller? This week. Is that her name? I don't know. Um, I don't have that one in front of me right now because it is in my backpack. Um, but, um, anyway, that's what we're wrapping up the month with. And we, uh, only have a few weeks left in season two. Cersei, Cersei, yeah. Um, so we only have a few weeks left in season two. We've got these two weeks in May and then a few in June um, before we take and a little hiatus before we go to nap. a two week nap. Both yeah. of us. We'll have a, we'll two have a, a bonus episode. Um, but we're going to take a two week break before we get to season three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that guy. Um, anyway, so that's all I have. Molly, anything else? Nothing. All right. All right. Well, we'll see you guys together. We're going to keep yelling at you. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. 
Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April, not those of anyone else. Today's book was Nine Perfect Strangers by Leanne Mority. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins, editing by Thomas Watkins, and music is Sleep Sweetly by Pritchetta. Don't forget to follow Book Besties on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. If you'd like to contact the Book Besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com.